Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. There's a big hurdle for a lot of couples who feel like they're stuck in a rut. They don't know how to or they're afraid to tell their spouse that they'd like to see some improvements. And, you know, this is one or two ways that I think it would help. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and today we're going to hear from Dr. Gary Chapman about ways that you and your spouse can give a voice to your needs. Here's Jim Daly. Dr. Chapman, it is so good to have you back at Focus on the Family. Well, thank you, Jim. I always enjoy being here. Hey, last time it was both fun and painful. (laughs) Painful in that, okay, i got to do better in that area. Uh, But we talked about those things that irritate us. And we talked about the fact that in many marriages today, we're not even able to communicate the strain. We don't sit down. We don't take the time to say, let me share something with you and you can share something with me, which you encouraged us to do last time. Let's role play that for a minute. Let's say, uh, well, use your own experience or if you want me, I'll use mine with Gene. But (laughs) how would I even approach that tonight when I go home? How do I sit with Gene and say... Gene, I'd like to share something that irritates me about you. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, Jim, you need to have an open discussion, husband and wife, and say, you know, we realize that there are things that we irritate. Each of us irritate the other. Why don't we get us a plan? And one plan would be this. This week, I'll ask you, is there something you'd like to share with me that I'm doing or not doing that irritates you? So start with yourself. Start with yourself. And then next week, you know, we turn it around, and it'll be every other week. And you can choose the night, and uh, you just ask. If you agree to do that, then you don't have to get up the courage every week to bring it up because you've already agreed that this week I'm going to ask you, and next week you're going to ask me, and this is going to be a part of our life from now on. Mm. And so you've, you've got you a plan where you can share these things. So if you've got the plan, then you can say, Honey, I think this is my week. And so what I want to do... She would remember that. (laughs) So what I want to do is uh, ask you, is this a good night to ask you uh, to share with me one thing that uh, I could stop doing or start doing that would make life better for you? That's a wonderful question. I mean, it just, at, at its very core, it fulfills so much of, uh, of a Christian and scriptural mandate yeah. for us as husbands and wives, doesn't it? It does. And here's what I suggest also, Jim, that once I've asked you that, you say, well, honey, before I tell you that, I want to tell you three things I really like about you. Mm. And you say, I really like the fact that you vacuum the floor on Thursday night. This is what my wife would say. And I really like the fact that you get the hairs out of the sink. <laughs> and I really like the fact that you take the garbage out. Mm. Now, if you want to know how you can be even better, and she shares with me one thing that I could do that would make life easier for her. Well, see, I feel affirmed by her. I feel like I'm already doing a pretty good job. But I can be better, and she's telling me how I can be better. It's easier to receive her suggestion because she's told me three things she likes about Well, me. and you were very specific with that three-to-one ratio. Is that a magic formula? You know, I just take that out of the book of Revelation where God said to the church at Ephesus, you know, there's three things I like about you, and there's one thing I wish you'd change. <laughs> it's a great model. Yeah. So even God is doing that in that context. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary, it's wonderful to be able to capture that. I can imagine there are many women hearing this, though, and they're gasping, thinking, uh, my husband and I can never communicate like that. Yeah. Because if I open that door, 
to share something that you would like me to improve upon, he will pounce on that. Mm. And they fear it. Um, How can they get over that to where they can even become vulnerable to hear it? Well, you know, I think the natural thing is if we're having struggles in a marriage, it's because my spouse is not doing this or not doing that (laughs) or because they're doing the wrong things. And that's the place where we go all the time. In our mind, we go there. But the place Jesus said to start was by getting the beam out of your own eye. Mm -hmm. And this is just trying to apply that principle. So if that wife who's fearful would simply say to her husband, maybe they don't have this discussion that I mentioned about, you know, I'll do it this week, you do it next week. She's afraid to do that. She just says to him, I've been thinking about how I'd like to be a better wife. I know I'm not perfect, and I want to be a better wife. And I'm, I'm asking you to tell me one thing that I could do or stop doing that would make life better for you. Now, please don't give me five things because I, can, I, I just want to work on one. I'll ask you again later on for another one, but just give me one. Most husbands, even though he may brush it off at first and say, oh, you're doing fine, mm-hmm. you know, if he didn't want to get into it, you're doing fine. But she said, no, I'm serious. You know, I, I really want to be a better wife, and I want you to, to give me an idea on how I could do that. If he really feels she's serious, he may not that night, but he may come back the next night. But she comes back and says, you know, honey, you didn't tell me last night, but I know you've thought about it today. I'm ready. Tell me one thing. He will. And if he sees her do that one thing, he's beginning to think, what is going on here? You know, and she does it. Let's say two weeks later, she does it again. And, well, it's not long before he's thinking, well, now, wait a minute. This is kind of one-sided. You know, why don't you give me a suggestion on how I could be a better husband? So she brings him into it without ever discussing it, just by her model. Mm. And again, that's very scriptural, isn't it? It is. What the Lord (laughs) said we should do. I love Dr. Gary Chapman's wisdom and his perspectives. As always, some great suggestions. Greg, let's go ahead and expand a bit about the importance of sharing the positive things with our spouse. John, several weeks ago, you you made a statement that really struck me and I haven't forgotten it. Hmm. You said we need to be our spouse's greatest cheerleader. Hmm. And that's exactly right. Why this matters is because you should be your spouse's greatest cheerleader. That think imagine them existing in an environment that you take the time to notice the things that they're doing that you like, that you take time to understand their core values and why that matters. Um, you understand their personality and, and their strengths and what that brings to your marriage. And that's what you're able to affirm and talk about and notice. It's not simply noticing what your spouse does that you like and then expressing gratitude. I mean, that's a great thing. I think that we have an opportunity to go even deeper. The other day, Erin and I, just by happenstance, she found probably a Facebook link, something about a spiritual gifts test. And so she took it. And then she said, hey, you take it. And we both took this and came together. And and it was really interesting what stood out to her as she perceives herself, what her spiritual giftings are. And in the same thing, I surprised her with what I saw. For us to be able to talk about those things, it made such a big difference, John. We've been married 27 years. We've talked about all this stuff over the years. But there was just something about investing again 
in, in little quizzes and tests, when you look at your personality strengths, when you look at your spiritual giftings that led to such a great conversation, and it just made me more aware of the strengths that she brings mm. to our marriage. And all of that helps to teach me to notice those things. Yeah. That's what I want to call out. That's what I want to dwell on. That's what I want to see when I look at my wife, her, her, just all of what makes her amazing. And, and that takes effort. That's a choice because it's so much easier to dwell on the negative mm-hmm. stuff. That's why even simple little quizzes that are all over the internet, just doing some of those periodically really can inspire some great conversation and takes you to a deeper level of understanding, thus appreciation for your spouse. Mm. I can't think of a single assessment that we've ever had here. At, oh, wait, wait, there's a marriage assessment. <laughs> we it's do free. It takes five or six minutes <laughs> per person. Or you can do like I did and just fill it out for your spouse, too. <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to link over to it in the uh, episode notes and then make a donation to Focus on the Family, and we'll send a complimentary copy, a thank you gift, of Dr. Gary Chapman's book, Happily Ever After. Again, the show notes have the contact information. Next time, we're going to hear more from Dr. Gary Chapman. I'm John Fuller, and uh, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the rest of the team, take the marriage assessment at the website and join us again next time for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 